Well, greetings. Greetings and welcome. Welcome to the Guardian Podcast with Wren Melbert. My name is Harold Nickel. Coming up in the interview segment with Wren, we're going to talk about something that is on the minds of a lot of people in the software development world, and that is cybersecurity, but more specifically, cybersecurity as it relates to the new Pokemon Go game. But first, there's a couple of items from the news that we want to cover, and both of these this week are from the federal government, that is the U.S. federal government. The White House United States Digital Service Team launched a website on the General Services Administration's acquisition gateway, and it is called TechFAR Hub. It walks agencies through the process of digital service acquisition. The new website offers a playbook called, not surprisingly, the Digital Services Playbook and the TechFAR Handbook. It has 13 plays which help instruct agencies on ways to address the whole experience of citizens who come to their websites and gives direction on how to construct them the most effectively. It also recommends the use of Agile in development of those websites. The TechFAR Handbook also encourages agencies to get used to iterative processes and to bring in experienced teams of programmers, use automated performance tests, manage security and privacy, all through reusable processes. So hooray for the uh, the GSA and their look to Agile to make things better. There's another new agency. It's called 18F. What is 18F? Well, it was founded in March of 2014, and it is a federal digital consultancy that helps other agencies buy, build, and share modern software using da -da -da -da, agile development and human-centered design. So if you go to the corner of 18th and F Street in D.C., you will encounter the GSA, and that's where 18F is housed and how it got its name. Um, and the real reason they say that it was organized, 18F that is, was due to the fallout and eventual repair of the National Healthcare Exchange, also known as healthcare.gov. The site was the primary vehicle for President Obama and his administration's much contested and controversial 2010 Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act. In spite, according to the article, of hard work and good intentions, healthcare.gov crashed and had to be pretty well redone. And the article goes on to describe how the federal government went about going to the private sector and using agile practices to help relaunch healthcare.gov. If you tried to get into that website back then, you know that um, it was fraught with trouble, but um, because of these repairs and the use of really much better methodology, it works good or works very well now. Sorry for the bad grammar. Um, we'll have links to both of these articles at renmelberg.com, which you can find under 
the news section of her website. Okay, I think that's enough news for this week. We're going to now go to the interview segment and chat with Ren about her experiences with Pokemon Go and what anybody needs to do to protect their privacy. All on the Guardian Podcast with Ren Milberg. Well, welcome to the interview segment of the podcast with Ren Melberg. Now, this week, Ren brings us all up to date on the biggest mobile app game in history, and that is, of course, Pokemon. It must be fun because so many people are playing it, including you, Ren. You're a Pokemon player, so tell us about the game and what makes it so appealing. Well, it's Pokemon Go. Okay. Um, to distinguish it from the, the Pokemon um, console game, okay, um, Pokemon Go is the app, <clears throat> and it's a, it's kind of interesting. Is it, it's a combination of one of those geocaching games where you go into your environment to find things and explore um, with Pokemon, mm-hmm. and so going out and hunting and trying to find these particular types of Pokemon. Um, as well as exploring your environment. So what's right. great about like the pokey stops and the gyms is there are often places that you may not have even known they were there. So I live in the Twin Cities in Minnesota, mm-hmm. uh, specifically the Minneapolis area, which is known for having art just kind of woven into life. And yet I'm still finding art, paintings, murals, cultures because I had no idea we're there before this game Um, and it also blends it with a really fun community Mm -hmm. so you'll go out and you'll be hunting and you'll run into other people who are playing and you help each other out so just the other day um, I arrived at this park and I was standing next to Pokestop and I hear these two very young kids, they were probably like 11, 12, complaining because they could see a jinx, but they couldn't figure out where it was. Mm-hmm. Well, I had just caught two. So I said, oh, it's they're over there, and gave them the directions and told them where they were, and they were like thrilled and ran off and got their jinx. <laughs> and they came back and thanked me later, right? That I mean, that's just kind of the community that you have with Pokey. Mongo. And mm-hmm. it's, I'm having a great time. Um, I did not start playing it right away, I mm-hmm. admit. I haven't even been playing for quite a month yet, mm-hmm. even though as of taping, it's been out for a month and two days. But I have to brag, I'm already level 23. So, wow. Um, <laughs> this is, and it's, it's just, I just think it's a lot of fun because it's a combination of different skills that does get you out of the house. You know, mm-hmm. sitting inside the council console playing would bore the crap out of me mm-hmm. um but this is a lot of fun yeah it's um it's like i say in, <laughs> in i see people around where i live here in southeast texas playing although um those folks are outside battling the the heat and the humidity but mm-hmm. um you know it must be fun because it's so popular but the concern and the thing we really want to focus on is the potential for for cyber crime along the lines that Pokemon Go asks for 
you know, things like access to your camera in your phone, your contacts, your location. Um, the sign-up process asks for, you know, your date of birth. Pokemon Go requires a Wi-Fi or a GPS signal at all times. And so what I'm seeing is that it needs to know or wants to know who you are and where you are. I just wonder if it's possible to still play and enjoy the game without having to give up so much information. And yeah, absolutely there is. And let's clear some things up. So when it was first released, it did ask for access to weigh, like your contacts and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, they've since released a patch and that's been shut off. Okay. Um, and it actually only happened if you sign up with your Google account. I generally recommend to everybody don't do that. Mm -hmm. Go to the Pokemon site and get an account through them and use a unique ID and password so that it can't be then used somewhere else. Mm -hmm. When you use your Google account, you really are... Um, potentially giving login information that could expose you to breaches. Mm -hmm. so don't do that. As far as the camera and stuff, um, you know, I've, I've checked it a few times. Um, it, it does not have an ability currently uh, to turn on the camera with on its own. Mm -hmm. You have to engage it. And when the camera can be turned on, it's under very, it's actually only one circumstance. There's only okay. one circumstance. Uh, so it's very limited, and people use it. You might have seen it where people take pictures of real life, and there's a Pokemon projected on top of it. Uh, that's the only time that you can take a picture mm -hmm. uh, with the app or that the app accesses your camera. So there are some things that, that they were overbroad in accessing your Google account when it first came out. Mm -hmm. They've since fixed that. Um, they, the camera thing has always been very limited, um, where there are still some concerns is it doesn't need Wi-Fi all the time. It does need some internet access. Okay. And it does need GPS. And so as a, a friend of mine said, if you don't want people to know where you are, you probably shouldn't be playing Pokemon Go. Um, and he was specifically referencing to our national security agencies who access the metadata for all cell phones in the United States. Mm -hmm. But that's true no matter what. It doesn't take Pokemon Go for them to know where you are. Mm -hmm. um, as long as your GPS is on, they know where you are. Yeah, and that's a good point. And I guess along those lines, all apps or any online registration a player or if you're just buying something, you're required to enter some personal information. Mm -hmm. And that's really not anything new, but it seemed like, and no. Pokemon Go kind of took it to another, another level or am I all wet? They re like I said, initially they asked for too much access. If you were using your Google account. Um, you always had the option to create your unique Pokemon account, and they actually encouraged most people to create a unique Pokemon account. Mm -hmm. um, but it was only that first, and I don't even think it was a full week now that I think about it. It was a very short time period in which they over asked for you know, access to your 
Google account information. Um, and that wasn't just shut down from the Pokemon side. That was shut down from the Google side as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I think there was an error in, yeah, it, it got blown out of proportion because of the, well, the way our media reacts to things, yes. but also because of the popularity of the game. And it really was, um, when you look at the app access, you know, the access from other apps, to your point, um, especially those who use, for instance, Facebook login, mm-hmm. even the initial ask wasn't anywhere near to the, to the depths of those. If you're using your Facebook login, those apps ask for a heck of a lot more information than what Pokemon Go right. does. Right. It sounds like um, they, uh, the, the, the Pokemon Go manufacturers and marketers um, adjusted. And that kind of brings me to another question. Mm-hmm. In spite of these warnings about the potential for cybercrime as it's related to Pokemon Go, I haven't seen or read any actual reports of any real cybercrimes linked to Pokemon Go. So are we maybe overly cautious? I think on this one, it was just blown out of proportion. Okay. And, you know, for instance, what people got upset about is that and what they asked too much of was access to your content mm-hmm. in only in Google. Okay. So nowhere else. The thing is, is there's very little that most people could do with just your pure contact list. Okay. So, you know, in, in when you consider everything that Google has access to about most uh, human beings, <laughs> myself right. included, I, you know, sometimes I feel like the only thing they do, Google doesn't know is any of my financial stuff because I refuse to use their their wallet mm-hmm. um, just because I need to have some segregation. Right. <laughs> Since all my personal information yeah. and data is in one place, I want my financial stuff in a totally different place. Yeah, I think that's um, Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's on purpose because, you know, I'm a security person. Right. So I'm, of course, going to want to have a firewall somewhere and that's one of the places that I've structured the firewall mm-hmm. between my email and my financial information and I think most people should do that I we've talked about it before I strongly discourage people from putting all your eggs in one basket mm-hmm. you need to have some segregation and make sure that those IDs and those logins all that login information is completely unique between them yeah I think that's why there's no there's no overlap <laughs> between my financial information and those logins and anything else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. And um, your point about having a unique Pokemon Go account. Um, yeah, that, that's I do. That's a word to the wise. Now, yeah, mine is. Yeah, that's what I did. Is I set up a Pokemon Go account. Now, on the other hand, I can actually see there being really more danger in in terms of the potential for real world crime, people trespassing or being accosted on the street or arrested for mm-hmm. trespassing or robbed, being lured into a trap for kidnappings, beatings, oh. 
is or people knowing you're not home, you're out hunting because they can see it. Oh yeah, right. So they don't rob your house. I mean, there's yeah. a lot. There's a plethora of possibilities. None of them are unique to Pokemon Go. Right. It's just because it's the you know it's the it's a game. It's mm-hmm. the one that's getting the attention. Um, but the other thing is, if you use common sense, none of these things should happen to you, mm-hmm. right? So, oh, talk about the fact that I love going out hunting, and I make sure that, especially if I go out at night, I'm going somewhere where I know it's going to be well populated. Right. I have certain parks that I go to. Because I know there's four or five Pokestops, and at any ga- time in the day or night, there's going to be anywhere between two dozen and a hundred people. Huh, okay. So I'm going to be pretty safe in that environment, right? Sure. So that's just what I mean. You know, um, you know, certain times of the day and night, you probably should not be wandering off into unknown areas. You should never be trespassing, mm-hmm. period. There's no excuse for that mm-hmm. um and the rest of it is just use common sense yeah it's unfortunate though common sense is sometimes in short supply <laughs> <laughs> well like so having common. to tell people to not play pokemon go while you're driving is uh yeah it's kind of interesting to me it's like really we have to tell people that but unfortunately we do yeah you gotta tell them not to text so, while they're driving so so exactly, and you know, so it's funny because um, you love this. I was driving home last night, and I pulled over um, at the end of my block, so away from my house. I pulled over to the curb, and my neighbor walked by, and he's like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I just saw a rare Pokemon that I needed." <laughs> so I pulled over. I put the car in park. I caught the Pokemon. Cool. <laughs> pulled the car out of park. And and proceeded home. Oh, that's funny. Right? But I I won't do that stuff if I'm driving. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you. Pull and over. I will completely ignore the alerts if I'm on the freeway or anything like that. But you know, I paid attention because in my neighborhood the average speed limit is 20 miles an hour, mm-hmm. and there's almost no street parking. So you know, it's going to be pretty easy. If something pops up, to pull over, you know, park and then get it. Sure, sure. And for that and matter, you're not going to be causing any problems to anybody else, and you're not going to be a danger to anybody, right? And you can still have fun, but it's common sense, right? Right. And I but, and I admit I deliberately go to the point of even putting the car in park. That's wise, but you know, to your earlier point, you could be playing paintball or capture the flag (laughs) you know it it could be any kind of outdoor game that somebody could you know want to rip you off or steal your car or rob your house while you're out playing any of those things right right yeah and see on social media and stuff i don't post that i I go out hunting before i go or while i'm out Mm -hmm. um i and i've always been like that like i don't tell people on social media ahead of time I'm going on vacation. Mm-hmm. They only yeah. find out after I got back. Very wise. Uh, because, because otherwise you're advertising, hey, my house is empty. 
please come rob me. You yeah, know, it's right. so I just right. again it's common sense. You know, you just don't you just don't tell people these things and 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 you should and you should be fine, you know, you really should be. I'm just picturing, you know, nobody would ever put a sign on their front door, I'm away for a week, come on in. But they <laughs> But they but, do it on Facebook all the yeah, time. Absolutely. And it it always amazes me when you know, people like for instance will post that they're at the airport and, you know, they're going to Miami for the week. And I was like Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, kind of unsmart. All right. Speaking Don't of Google, do that. yeah, yeah. There's a company that's <clears throat> called um, Niantic, and they're already collecting data from Pokemon Go players. It was uh, this company, Niantic, was a Google startup, and they spun off. It seems like those guys, you know, they must be pretty smart. Is there a way that they can somehow protect your Pokemon Go information from hackers. Well, and let's be clear. So Pokemon Go is a partnership between the owners of Pokemon, um, Nintendo, mm-hmm. and Niantic. And okay. Niantic created this game, which is kind of an e-version of a geocaching game. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> it's actually Pokemon Go all the sites and everything are built on the same platform as Ingress. Um, And so Pokemon Go is owned by both companies Hmm. in partnership. Niantic's relationship with Google is a little more complicated because it wasn't a pure ownership by Google. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, actually, Google never owned Niantic. They owned a, a predecessor. Okay. <laughs> so it's a little complicated, yeah, but yeah. they have a very tight technical relationship. So the data, the metadata that is used for all the locations, um, was primarily developed in a partnership with the company that is now Niantic. Okay. Um, is owned primarily by Google. Does that make sense? But not exclusively. Okay. Um, and that is why uh, Google Maps is the underlying platform for uh, Pokemon Go. Okay. So when you look at the map and everything, folks, that's what you're you're seeing um, a differently rendered version of the Google Maps. And if you ever wonder why, hey, that error is on Google Maps and it's on Pokemon Go, now you know. Why? Because okay. <laughs> it's the same map. Um, but back to your your question, which is really about um, protection, that is one of the things that they've been really investing, Niantic has been investing a lot in, because they did in the beginning had people um, slamming their servers, which is where you send millions of signals to the server until right. you take it down. And everybody talks, you know, everybody knows they had server outages in the beginning, in part because the servers were just overloaded by the popularity and in part because some of their servers were being slammed. And so there are, I think, more than other game companies, 
very attentive to protecting what's on their servers. And the last couple of patches that I've seen have reflected that. They've improved the performance, but it's also um, tightening uh, the data that goes between the individual users and the Niantic servers. The other thing they've been doing is scrambling the user information to make it harder for anybody to identify, anybody outside of the company, to identify a single user. Okay. Uh, which is very good for us as players. We don't want other people to be able to identify individual users. Right. Yeah. Um, we, and we only want Niantic to know to the extent that it um, preserves our accounts and the integrity of our account. Other than that, we don't want them to know a lot about us <laughs> players either. Yeah. And that's improving as well. So all that data is some some kind of way scrambled, encrypted? It's always been encrypted, mm -hmm. but they've been adding some extra security um, incrementally. Okay. So you mentioned um, national security uh, agencies earlier, and the government actually has guidelines for their three-lettered agency employees, or what they call <laughs> best practice for playing Pokemon Go, and they include some of the things, Ren, that, that you mentioned. Um, don't play anywhere that shouldn't be geotagged. Don't use your personal Gmail, which is something that you mm -hmm. had uh, say emphatically yeah 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 um it says exercise caution when taking pictures of pokemon go with the in-game ar camera and stay aware of your surroundings so it sounds like the kind of things that you talked about and you mentioned common sense are the same kinds of things that um our high level government intelligence people are also being told to do. So I mm -hmm. guess this is pretty good advice for, for darn near everybody, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, you take these simple steps and um, you should be fine playing Pokemon Go and, and have a safe, fun experience with the yeah. game. And I guess, um, you know, with the time we've got left, you, you play the game, you know the risks of cyber breaches probably better than most people, are we likely to read about some massive hack related to Pokemon Go in the next few months? There's potential, um, it, because there's always potential, mm -hmm. right? And, and we've talked about this before, anything can be hacked at any time. If somebody wants to hack something bad enough, if it's connected to the internet, it, it can and will be hacked. Mm-hmm. Right. The only way to not hack anything is it not to be on the internet. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> that's it these days. Um, and even things that aren't connected to the internet, sometimes people find a way to hack. I mean, so if somebody wants to badly enough, they will. Yes. Um, so I, I can't say it won't happen. What I'm saying is instead is if you take these simple, careful steps, if there is a breach, you should be fine. Okay. okay. And one of the things we haven't talked about for a while is when you're doing online shopping and um and you can you can buy extra coins and things um in Pokemon Go, 
is remember to don't use a debit card. Right. Because it's too hard to recover stolen funds. And it often is a very long, arduous process, a longer, arduous process for debit cards and credit cards. And you should have a unique credit card that you use for things like Pokemon Go. Um, So, and usually, like, I have one. I I have a credit card that's only $1,000. Because no one can do that much damage then. That's true. You know, and I paid off right away. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if it gets lost or stolen, it's the same one I use at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Right. And no one can do that much damage to me in the interim. It's a credit card. It's, you know, do your research and find the credit card companies that have really good um, loss protection. Mm-hmm. You know, the ones that everybody knows is like American Express is probably one of the best. Capital mm-hmm. One is really good. There's there's quite a few that are really, really good. Check them out. Find the one that gives you the best interest rate if you have to pay interest mm-hmm. on it. Yep. But the important part is that you have a credit card company is going to take that off your card right away. Yes. And, you know, use that for stuff like Pokemon Go and gas stations and places where there's a little bit more risk than the average transaction. I think that's a that good word. Sense? Yeah, I, I do. You know, um, use and don't use a debit card. <laughs> yeah. Don't use a debit card. Yeah. Don't it's, um, it's, uh, you know, again, just a, a good practice in the online world to have a card set aside for iTunes or for Pokemon go or any of those exactly. kinds of things. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I guess, I guess, as an observer, and you know, somebody who plays the more traditional video games, I gotta say that Pokemon Go does look like fun, but there's no activity of any type that's gonna be guaranteed completely safe or hazard free all of the time. And if Pokemon Go players will just observe the precautions that Ren described here for us today, it seems like the risks are manageable and reasonable. So if you missed an episode of the Guardian podcast, shame on you, but you can hear (laughs) all of them on iTunes. You just go to your iTunes account, type Ren Melberg into the search bar, and you're taken straight to her iTunes site. You can also hear Ren's podcasts and read all of the articles and blog posts on her website, which is www.renmelberg.com. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure and come back next time for another edition of The Guardian Podcast with Ren Melberg.